Hello and welcome to Reformed Podmatics, a weekly podcast hosted by the pastors of Almond Valley Christian Reformed Church in Ripon, California. This podcast exists to promote the vibrant, biblical, and historically informed face of Reformed theology both in our context and beyond. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Reform Podmatics. I'm Pastor Mark. And I'm Pastor Zach. And we thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking your valuable time, spending it here for a little while on Reform Podmatics. Um, thank you especially to those listeners who are maybe not as connected to Almond Valley Christian Reform Church. It's a really cool opportunity that we have as pastors to speak to people outside our congregation. Um, we had some of that in last week's episode where a youth pastor from another area church, Lucas, came and joined us and always find that that is a lively exchange when we can kind of get out of our, our little church bubble and into yeah. the lives of other people and other churches. And so hopefully um, your day, your week has been blessed and um, then this podcast can be a blessing to you. Um, we want to remind you, maybe even as we begin, to continue um, liking and subscribing and uh, sharing uh, these podcasts. We aren't really set about to become the biggest podcast in the whole world. It's not like we're going to start going to podcasting conferences and <laughs> um, and doing all kinds of that, uh, you know, advertising and things. But at the same time, it is it is good that we can maybe continue to try to grow it. And so if this is something that you found to be helpful, hopefully you can uh, spread the word on, on the kind of offerings that we're putting out there into the kingdom. Yeah, it's, uh, it's capitalism at its best. Yeah, right. If, if it's good, it will spread. Uh, <laughs> right, right. That, that's the approach, yeah. If the Lord wants to use it beyond our church and our little Christian Reformed win, uh, sort of pocket of Christianity, then that's all gravy, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. And if it's bad, we'll, we'll let it die at right. some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about the news, and this is something... I think a lot about. I think every Christian is thinking pretty regularly about the news. At uh, least since 2016. Yes. Yeah, there's <laughs> been a, a heightened um, awareness, you, you could say, or um, I would say the temperature is much higher in terms of the news that we can consume. Um, and by that, I mean, it, it is often the case that people are not only consuming news, but uh, I think we need to be honest that consuming political commentary, um, which was something that some people did with Rush Limbaugh um, for through the 80s and 90s and early 2000s. It was mm -hmm. kind of a niche type of person who would be really into Rush or... My maybe, dad. I used to listen to it on my way out of school with my dad as a right. kid. Right. <laughs> but, but generally, I think people kind of just watched the news at the 10 o'clock news and, yeah. and watched the weather and the sports report and found out what was happening in their town with a referendum or with some crime that was occurring. Yep. And then that was generally for most people, probably about as far as they went. Um, yep. My family growing up didn't talk about politics. I, mm. I I knew that my parents were Republicans, but I don't believe... Uh, during the Bill Clinton scandal, they would make some comments on <laughs> some things that Bill Clinton was up to in the 90s. I remember that. But the news, politically speaking, was not really a, a really big part of our family growing up. And mm. so um, that... That has changed a lot in broader culture. We can say yeah. that 
there it is now um, it's not a niche market it is very much mainstream news media um, offering commentary on the news offering um, a lot of opinions on Joe Biden uh, before that it was Donald Trump still remains to be Donald Trump quite a bit um, yeah. and all other sorts of political types of things Roe v Wade you know of course gets a big a lot of attention every political issue um, is now a cultural issue and a hmm. cultural battleground in a lot of ways. And so in this podcast, we want to encourage the listener to to think Christianly about how we consume news media. Um, and I want to give you a little bit of background to why um, this is something that I wanted to talk about. So there's a podcast that I enjoy listening to called First Things. First Things hmm. is... Um, they they kind of lean in a, a political direction quite often. Yeah, but cultural, political sort of subjects. Yeah. yeah, and and so first things has many Roman Catholic authors and contributors. It has various um, observant Jewish um, authors, some secular Jewish authors, um, some Protestant mm-hmm. contributors as well. Uh, Carl Truman is a regular contributor with First Things. He's an, he's a Presbyterian mm-hmm. um, ordained minister and professor. And so, um, generally, of a conservative um, background, and, and overwhelmingly, yeah. I would say, Christian in, in how they approach things, and unabashedly Christian, using the scriptures in, in evaluating different mm-hmm. phenomenon and, and trends and culture. Um, of course, you get less of that with um, the Jewish writers, but th- those articles are not as common as what you'd find often the Roman Catholic take yeah. on yeah, uh, we, we should say also it's a magazine yeah. that has now branched into a blog and has a podcast. Right, right. So the podcast isn't the main feature. Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit more scholarly. It's kind of on yeah. a more philosophical, academic level. And anyways, First Things yep. is yep. something that I enjoy. And uh, there are two episodes recently that I want to describe for you. I, fo- I found one episode to be very helpful, maybe the best podcast episode I've listened to in the last year. And then High the, marks right there. <laughs> and, 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 the, uh, and the other episode I found to be just a disaster. And so hmm. I, it left me thinking, what, is, what was the difference between those two? So the first episode, the good one, I would say, is an episode called Dershowitz Cancelled, where um, Mark, Mark Bauerlein, the editor of First Things and um, kind of the, the host, the of, host the of the podcast, um, yeah. interviewed Alan Dershowitz, who is an extremely inf- influential lawyer and law school professor from Harvard, and um, it was uh, really scintillating stuff. I found um, Alan Dershowitz to be very principled, very thoughtful. I, I knew going in that he was um, politically liberal and uh, you know a big uh, influential force in the ACLU, for example, historically. And, um, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll give it a listen and I'll, I'll hear his perspective. And, and I was impressed with with him and with his his principles and with his desire for the truth and justice to be done, um, and and I just found it to be a really helpful podcast where he basically talked about what it has cost him to defend Donald Trump during um, various legal proceedings. I forget all the details of that, but um, and, and it, it was done at great personal cost to him and his family, particularly because he moves mostly in liberal circles, and so he has been blacklisted um, directly and indirectly in various ways that he goes into. But um, 
But I found it to be a very thoughtful podcast and a response to what was happening in his life and in broader culture. And then there's another episode of the same podcast, uh, First Things, called The Culture Plague with an author named A.J. Rice. And I found it to be basically palaver, uh, where this 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 man um, was all riled up. Uh, you could tell he was a very politically conservative person, uh, self-identified as a Roman Catholic individual, but it was very clear throughout the whole podcast that um, he was not really interested in basic um, basic principles, uh, theological, philosophical analysis of political matters. He wanted to win elections. That was what A.J. Rice was all about. He, he wanted uh, Trump in particular to win elections, and, and he um, was not really analyzing things at a deep level, but at a very surface, I would say, um, um, superficial, uh, aggressive kind of level at, at that kind of approach. And so it made me wonder, well, both are talking about politics, um, what makes one a better analysis of politics than the other? Um, both were critical of their opponents and taking a, a strong stand against their opponents, but I found there to be a qualitative difference. And, uh, and so that, that prompted me to ask, how do we process political commentary? How do we discern between what is helpful and useful for building us up and what is actually just going to tear us down and pull us away from the way of Christ. Yeah, a big part of this question is what's going on in our hearts. Yeah. When we come across news media or when we go searching for news media, uh, of course, sometimes news media is unavoidable. We just see it pop up. Maybe we're scrolling Facebook casually or Instagram or whatever it is, and you see somebody post an article and maybe they're commenting on it themselves or mm-hmm. having a bit of a fit about something. The YouTube uh, algorithm the can U- yeah, reveal the, this. Yeah, yeah. The algorithm uh, serves something juicy up for yep. you and you can't <laughs> right. help but click. Yep. So what's going on in your heart? This makes me think back to, I, I, I said at the beginning of the, the episode here, 2016 was mm-hmm. a year where a lot of us got political. I was, at that point in time, I was 26, but by the time the 2016 election took place. I was in seminary, and up to that point, I had been blissfully and willfully ignorant of the political world. I mean, I, I voted. I, I knew what was going on. I knew mm-hmm. kind of about, like, Barack Obama and everything, and the world was, like, there was a Obergefell in 2015, so mm-hmm. I was kind of beginning to think, like, you know, I'm here in seminary. I'm going to be going into ministry, Lord willing, in the future, I should probably start paying attention. And so I started getting into uh, just news media in general and Mm -hmm. punditry. And I found myself often late at night just for kicks uh, looking up videos of people, quote unquote, Owning the libs, yeah, um, and I, I loved it. Uh, I would I would just watch like all these videos. They were a lot of them with with Ben Shapiro, um, but other people as well. And it was just making people Dinesh your D'Souza political opponents, yeah, yeah right. Um, or what's his face Waters something Waters oh, from yeah. Fox Jesse News, Waters. Jesse Waters, yeah. Where he'd go and he basically would just make people look like idiots on Stephen the street. Stephen Crowder, yep. Stephen Crowder. Oh man, yes, I, I forgot about <laughs> Stephen Crowder. Um, so these guys I was listening to a lot, and I, I, as a person who is conservative myself, I was really eating it up, and 
it took me a long time, really until getting married. And I was just telling Mark this story of how uh, my wife called me out on listening to people that sound like jerks. And I kind of had to pause and realize she's right. What is this doing to me? Mm-hmm. Why is my heart desiring to to find videos uh, or material where people, my political enemies, you might say, uh, are are being owned, are being uh, destroyed. Their logic is, is being uh, shown to be empty. Or they're uh, embarrassed. Yeah. Like oh, delighting in the embarrassment of somebody who was wrong. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so what's going on in our hearts? Um, I, I think it's true to say, I'm not sure if this is answering the question, Mark, but I think it's true to say that in America, particularly with Christians in America, over the past, I don't know, six years at least, if not long before that, we've begun to think that the ends justify mm-hmm. the means. Oh, yeah. Uh, as long as we get the right conclusions or political outcomes, then it justifies everything. And our co- because our cause is righteous, we do not have to do things righteously. We can, we can sort of lie, cheat, steal, uh, be... Angry, be, yeah. be cut the other insult, insult, cut them down, yeah. say it as it is. You know that was the whole thing with with getting Trump for a lot of people voting Trump into office was he says it like it is. Um, he's going to drain the swamp, um, <laughs> and it was a lot of a vulgar language. And Christians started to re- started to really, I think, buy into the idea that so long as our cause is just, we we don't have to be virtuous people in how we go about it. Uh, it justifies our just cause justifies our bad behavior. Um, and so it's a simple thing, yeah. but I think this is really wrong. But Paul tells us in the new Testament, uh, for example, that we should speak the truth in love, uh, not just the truth. Yeah. Speaking the truth doesn't justify. However, we speak the truth. Mm-hmm. We must speak the truth in love. Um, or he talks in Colossians chapter four about uh, having his speech always be gracious and seasoned with salt, especially when he's trying to walk with wisdom towards outsiders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very much, I think, something that Christians need to recover is a a love and desire of virtue. And I think a lot of political punditry, especially on the right, but definitely also on the left, yeah. Uh, lacks virtue. It it lacks a love for what's right, what's good, uh, what is just, uh, what is loving and fair and faithful, and all those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've become a pretty uh, degraded society in a lot of ways. Yeah, I I see extremes here. We talk once again about the double ditch. Um, if people have been listening to our episodes, this is a word picture we often use where there's a ditch on both sides, and and on one side it is to fall into that ditch of um, basically not analyzing the moral value at all of the material that you're receiving. Um, the ditch on the other side is just to completely check out and say, well, there's all that garbage out there that's political punditry and that's the news. Right. And so I'm just, I'm just not going to follow the news. I'm going to bury my head uh, yeah. down in the sand to use another Ignorance word is picture. Bliss. Yeah. And, and so, um, we want to avoid that extreme as well, and we want to say it does. It is important to be right, and it is important to have yeah. a Christian ethic, uh, a Christian political ethic. Hmm. Um, it's it's important to to know what's going on in the world, and and more than just what's happening in our town, in our families, in our church. It's good to be aware of 
uh, world events. And it, it can be even very good and, and edifying to our souls to read commentary and listen to material on these things. And so it's not as though we're just saying, um, just consume the news and you should never uh, never listen to any of these people. I, um, certainly yeah. we, we aren't of the book-burning sort. And no. so um, I, I do try to listen to uh, liberal voices and mm-hmm. conservative voices um, the Unbelievable podcast is actually really good for this because yeah. it'll be a conversation between somebody who holds strongly to atheism and somebody who holds strongly to Christianity, and they'll talk about science, for example. Hmm. And so in that conversational... Or global warming, yeah. Right, yeah, there, there could be... They'll any, be into political things every once in a while. They could have a, a, a Muslim and a Christian on, or a uh, uh, they could debate a political issue like abortion. I know that they have done that. And it's people talking to one another, and that can be really helpful for expanding our understanding of um, of an issue or even of, of the Word of God itself. And so um, we, we want to avoid both extremes, but I the purpose of this episode is more aimed at that person who's falling into that ditch regularly of getting that adrenaline kick of that clicking that Tucker Carlson link where the the headline doesn't even tell you what the the issue is. It's just saying that something bad is happening in the world. Um, I, I just went on YouTube before this and just... Uh, Some samples. I typed in Tucker Carlson, and so I just scrolled down, and there's a video, Tucker Carlson, colon, this is what the collapse of civilization looks like. Okay, w- when somebody clicks that link, they're probably not really looking for a helpful, um, wise, truth-in-love analysis yeah, right, of what is happening right. in America right now. They're, they're probably wanting to feed that adrenaline desire of being right, being prideful, um, looking down on people who do things differently. But there's another one that's just Tucker Carlson, colon, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all you get in the headline. And so... What's it appealing to? It's appealing to the person who will click and get angry. Hmm. And I think that as Christians, we need to be aware. Um, we're not going to um, to bring material into our homes that will prompt us to lust. That's something that we shouldn't do. Mm-hmm. And so, but but why do we give a pass to bringing material into our homes that will prompt us to be filled with rage? Yeah. Uh, so rage, malice, hatred. Those are sins listed right alongside lust and greed and so forth. Yeah. Um, but they seem to get a pass when people watch Trevor Noah or when they watch Saturday Night Live or um, in, in the case of maybe more conservative people as well, Ben Shapiro, Jordan Peterson. Um, that isn't to say that <laughs> the broken clock cannot be right a couple times a day, right? But, totally, yeah. but at the same time, uh, to be to have our eyes open to what it's doing to our souls. I, I'm glad you went there right away. What's happening in our hearts when yeah. we listen to commentary? Are we growing in love for the Lord, confidence in the Lord, hmm. confidence in the Word of God, um, love for our neighbors, or are we kind of just building ourselves up in pride? Yeah, I think in our divided world, a lot of us feel very beleaguered. Maybe that's the right mm. word. Yeah. People on both sides of the political aisle in our country uh, feel this way. Um, 
It's it's interesting to me. That that's an interesting phenomenon that I think is true. Both sides feel like they're the minority. Yeah. And so they're getting beat up on the big guy. Who's the real big guy? Is it the conservatives or is it the progressives? Not uh, just the minority, but the an, victim. Right. And then they're yeah. the victim. And yeah. so it feels good. The temptation then is to uh find things like I was finding back in seminary, videos of a conservative person owning the libs, um, owning my opposition, and owning just means sort of making them look silly um, or or sort of dumb mm-hmm. or uneducated um, and feeling really good about it. So it's sort of like we get to watch our avatar, our, our hero, our champion uh, yeah. defend us and fight for us. And we kind of... It kind of made me feel like I was a, a lowly Philistine watching my champion Goliath fight for me, <laughs> sure. uh, and it felt really good. Uh, that's that's not a good thing. Um, we need to really be on guard about that. What what's going on in our souls? Uh, I think often too we as Christians have lost a lot of hopefulness. Hmm. Um, yeah. we've talked about eschatology before, but yeah. our eschatology, our default eschatology in the church today, is a fairly pessimistic eschatology. Things are getting bad. They're just going to keep getting worse. It's all going to burn. Uh, and yeah. I've even talked with people who are, you might think, oh, people who are pessimistic eschatologically are are dispensational, and therefore they're probably conservative evangelicals. Mm-hmm. Well, that's partly true, but I've, I've met enough progressive Christians who are mm-hmm. extremely pessimistic yeah. and the world's going to hell in a handbasket. Things are so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the world's almost over. The world's going to implode. Uh, you know, global warming is going to ruin everything. Uh, people people don't love one another anymore. And so we're all kind of getting to this point where we're all, we feel righteously peeved about how the world is going to hell in a handbasket, and it feels like one giant I told you so moment. Mm-hmm. And we like that. I think that feeds our own ego, feeling like if only everybody in the world would just do what I do and think just like me. And so we watch the yeah. news because it bolsters and feeds our ego. And that is another pretty sick tendency that we have. But you're right, Mark. We shouldn't just dig our heads in the sand. Yeah. Um, I think, especially as Reformed Christians, we're we care very much about engaging with our world, thinking about what's going on, being aware of what's going on. This was my problem prior to my sort of political awakening back during seminary was that I was intentionally just like, oh, I hate politics, I don't care about it, and mm. so I wasn't really involved. Um, that's not, not a good position to take either. Yeah, the pendulum swings, yeah. right, from one to the other, and hopefully yeah, oh, we want to yeah. be in the middle. Um, yeah. where we're engaged without obsessing. Yeah. Um, it, it's like any good thing. So politics can be a good thing yeah. um, when it becomes an ultimate thing. That's, of course, Tim Keller's definition of idolatry, when a good thing becomes an ultimate thing. Hmm. And so for many people for whom politics are an ultimate thing, the most important thing that they think about um, morning, noon, and night, um, yeah. th- this this kind of feeds that idol in a lot of ways. And so if Perhaps that is someone who's listening to this podcast. This could be your rebuke, and um, we mean it in love. And and uh, you will not hear it from <laughs> from the sources, uh, by the way, that you're consuming. Um, well, their existence um, depends on it too. Yes. They want you to keep listening. And they want it to be sort of intoxicating. The, and there are psychological, like physiological triggers that are happening in our brains. That's proven mm-hmm. when we get 
angry. When, a little rush. Yeah, yeah. There, there's that rush of adrenaline, or I don't know if it's endorphins or, or what exactly, but um, people are aware of that uh, yeah. in the same way that we feel really excited when we hear that ding and the text, that means we got a text. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Then that same thing is happening in our brains physiologically when we get angry watching something and it can become like even a physical addiction to yeah. feel that anger, um, especially in a world that's so anesthetized to beauty and so anesthetized yeah. to truth and to goodness and to love. Um, we want a thrill from something and so um, it's pretty cheap to get it from uh, from watching political punditry, um, but it's not good. I guess is our point. Uh, yeah. I, I would compare this political punditry to junk food, and so is it totally <laughs> is it is it a is it a terrible thing to eat a cheeseburger to eat eat a fries to go all out on a Friday and have some pizza? No, that that's that's okay, and um, yeah. but to do so aware that this is not my regular diet. It's not what my regular diet should be. Yeah. Um, and so hopefully the regular diet is the word of God, um, material that is maybe even produced by Christians. Um, we could, I could go through a list of Christian podcasts that talk about political matters in thoughtful ways, like, like First Things often does, or The World and Everything in It, which is World Magazine's mm-hmm. podcast, daily podcast that puts out news stories and it pretty much sticks to the news itself without a lot of commentary. Um, that's again called the world and everything in it. Um, there's one that Zach mentioned called the pour over, which yeah. sort of blends the news and scripture together. Yeah, it's about it comes out on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, and it's about six, five or six minutes long. So it's really just something you can do while you're, I don't know, brushing your teeth or getting ready for work or school in the morning and it puts in scripture. Sometimes it can come off a little bit trite, but the the real good thing about the pour over in my opinion is that it really just sticks to the headlines, kind of just tells you here's a general overview of what's been going on over the mm-hmm. past 48 hours and it doesn't give you much spin or even much of a take on it. Um, and so it's fairly good and just gets to the point and I think that's commendable. Yeah, and so um, again, that's the pour over. Uh, another uh, the unbelievable podcast we've mentioned that's um a little bit less political but yeah. just a, a good um it, it gets to some a lot of those what you might call culture war sorts of issues and it does uh, it in a really thoughtful way yeah and um and so, and it is uh, the thing that again i appreciate about it is you have both sides speaking to one another and yeah. quite often they're renowned sources this is not a straw man where yeah. um like i know this one thing that sometimes news um, networks do is they get the really weak um, opponent up there who's just going to be that one person off in the corner of the screen and hardly get a word in and kind of look like a bit of a dunderhead. Um, And and then the the other three are sort of all like CNN does this and Fox News does this where they'll get that person who just really isn't very sharp and very thoughtful. Um, Bill Maher does this a lot with... uh, mocking religious types of people mm-hmm. um, whereas unbelievable is is going to have a uh, an astrophysicist who is an atheist and, and doesn't believe God exists and an astrophysicist who is a Christian and who believes of course that God exists and they're going to yeah. talk about it together so to me that that pulls me out of the straw man um, mm-hmm. way of, of thinking about issues not always in a political way but it hopefully is preparing me to to think critically to think with perhaps more nuanced than I'm getting 
in in some of those from those other sources. Yeah, and it and shows like that where there's conversations. Yeah, help us to see how we can talk to people who think differently than us. Absolutely, and that's another big thing that's worth mentioning in all of this is asking ourselves: Is what I'm watching and consuming helping me uh, love others better? And is it helping me particularly love people who disagree with me? I think a lot of times we get stuck in in our silos and we don't even really truly understand. We think we understand the other side, uh, but we don't really get it. Um, Maybe this is just my personality where I'm, I'm, I'm quite good, almost to a fault of listening to both sides. And sometimes it's hard for me to make a decision or take a stand. Uh, But that's something I see a lot of people really struggling to be good at is being, even trying to be sympathetic, even trying for a second to think, why does the other side really think this way? Uh, Because... We, it's easy for us to demonize others, uh, but nobody nobody's trying to be a bad person. Uh, people are trying to do what's right. We should mm-hmm. at least grant them that. We may think that what they're doing is really wrong. In fact, often it is, but um, we should at least see that this person's trying, mm-hmm. and I should try to understand them, and I should care for them uh, as a fellow image bearer at the very least, and I should give them my attention, my care, my thought, my thoughts, and not just uh, write them off or try to slam dunk on them. I'm going to get them and show them how dumb they are. Uh, That's a lot of of a dehumanization that happens there. Right. We like, it's a basic thing, but we're pastors. This is what we do. We (laughs) we do. We have to remind people of some of these basic Christian ways of, of, of being. Yeah. Uh, And I think we do get sucked into the sort of cheeseburger version of the news. It's kind of a, it has sort of ruined how we think about what's going on in the world. We need to be a lot more calm and Mm. we should try to be more thoughtful um, and we should question our own motivations mm-hmm. and our own side and, and yeah. not just take everything that our favorite favorite pundit says as being the truth, the gospel truth. Yeah, well, and that's why I started with those two examples, because the, the podcast episode that I appreciated was Alan Dershowitz, who is politically just totally different than me. But what I yeah. could see in that podcast was this this guy really, really does want truth and justice and his understanding of what that will look like is very different than me, but it helped me listen to him and appreciate even how sharp he was, how intelligent he was, his Hmm. history and his contributions to American culture. And so, and on the other side, you had a guy who uh, politically was more in line with me, um, a self-professed Christian, but who was, was really blowing hot air basically. And um, I, I can't help but think, um, Man, as Christians especially, the way that we talk and and is so directly con- uh, connected to what we are consuming. Yeah. Um, so I guess that's ma- mainly that I would say that could be the biggest purpose even of this episode is to ask. Um, you know, it's going to be garbage in, garbage out, as our moms told us when we were kids, right? Yeah. And and so what we consume is going to impact our souls. Um, especially if this is coming from unregenerate people who thrive and make money off of anger, the anger of yeah. um, people on the political right or the political left. Um, why invite that misery into your life? Why not say no and um, 
we're not just saying just go read your Bible instead, but um, sometimes that is as simple as it is. It's just to turn the TV off, be quiet in your thoughts, spend some time in prayer. Um, I think that is maybe another application that we could have in this episode is to say, how much are you praying? Um, Hmm. I I am never sad that I prayed. I'm never disappointed in a, a moment of prayer. I'm never discouraged even yeah. after I come out of prayer. It's just like a, a sense of who God is and all his holiness, what Christ has done for me um, through the cross and through his resurrection. Um, a time of hmm. prayer is a time of listening to the Lord and being hopeful for the future, setting your minds on things above, not on earthly things. And can't we say quite the opposite is often happening in among these news pundits? It is to obsess about things below, not yeah. on things above. Um, yeah, it's to rile us up. Yeah, so um, I, I don't know, that's a, a little bit of uh, something we've been thinking about. Um, it seems like it's it's just in my face all the time, and so it's something that I wanted to, to bring up. Uh, oh, maybe one more little question I could ask of application is um, asking the listener, you listener, can you distinguish between news and between commentary? I think <laughs> that is... That is really important as well. To to some some people just regard commentary itself yeah. as news, but yeah. um, but listen, grow in wisdom, and listen for that 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 little point, that little line, <laughs> where the 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 border is crossed over from news and reporting into what I think should be happening or yeah. my take on what is happening. Um, again, it happens on on CNN and on NBC and on. ABC and on Fox News, there's this little shift that occurs into commentary being presented as news or as fact that a Christian should be certainly aware of. Yeah, I would just wager that on like a 24-hour news channel, probably only about 2% of the time is told, it's is just used news. for news. Right. The other 98% is probably all, all commentary. That's a good, good, yeah. good thought. And so commentary isn't necessarily bad. It, in fact, done from a regenerate person who um, understands the Word of God, it can be extremely nourishing. And from an unregenerate person, we believe in common grace, and so yep. um, it is it is very, very possible, and it happens all the time, that, that people on both sides of the political eye who are not born again can nourish us with some truth and, and with their perspective, but just to at least be aware, this is commentary, yeah. so I've got to... Um, like what is the old proverb? Um, the first person always sounds right, you know, and so listen to both <laughs> yeah, sides. Yeah. Um, that's hopefully what's happening in our own minds. Um, so, any any final thoughts, Zach? On the my final thought is this is a wisdom thing. We can't yeah. tell anybody listening to this that you must do this or you must do that, but you really do need to think through. Everybody needs to think through what's going on in my heart. Yeah, um, maybe you're watching a a political pundit and you're actually benefiting it from it in a good way and there's nothing sinful going on. I do listen to political pundits mm-hmm. from time to time, uh, but what's going on in your heart? And it really is a wisdom issue here and we're all going to have to make different decisions. Some of us will have to say, you know what, I'm going to give up listening to this podcast that I love to listen to that talks about this stuff. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to it for six months. I'm just going to try to take a break and come aw- and get away from it and see how my my soul changes as a result. Uh, mm. Others may say, no, th- this isn't something I really struggle with, but we do need to really be introspective and yeah. think about how we are allowing things like this to shape us and form us as lovers of God and lovers of fellow people. Yeah, the Christian is hopeful. 
The Christian is joyful. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, exactly. These are fruits of the Spirit. Um, f- being filled with the Spirit is... That doesn't mean you, you're blindly optimistic, but it does mean you have a deep joy rooted yeah. in Christ that the world can't take away. And yeah. so um, uh, my closing words are going to be just Q&A 112 of the Heidelberg Catechism. And so um, I'll read. It's, it's a little bit longer, but it is um, absolutely confrontational to how to so much punditry that I hear, um, that I see on YouTube. Um, what is the aim of the Ninth Commandment? So to refresh your memory, the Ninth Commandment is do not give false testimony against your neighbor. And here's what the Catechism says. I should never give false testimony against anyone. Twist no one's words. And I would maybe add to that, consume media that twists people's words. So it's maybe not you who are doing it, but you're delighting in the twisting of people's words. Uh, That I not gossip or slander, nor join in condemning anyone rashly or without a hearing. So, listener, who is conservative? Do you do that about Joe Biden? Do you condemn him rashly without a hearing? Listener who is um, liberal, do you do that about Donald Trump? Condemn him rashly without a hearing. This this is what our news feeds on. Um, But continuing with the catechism, rather, in court and everywhere else, I should avoid lying and deceit of every kind. These are the very devices the devil uses, and they would call down on me God's intense wrath. I should love the truth, speak it candidly, and openly acknowledge it. And here's really where um, a word of rebuke comes. And I should do what I can to guard and advance my neighbor's good name. So um, we should love protecting the reputations and names of the President Joe Biden and Hmm. President Donald Trump um, and Obama and Bush and, you know, all of these various people we should desire that their name be protected so far as we're able to yeah, uh, to, to speak the truth about them in, in a way, um, again, not just that's blindly optimistic, but um, being careful to condemn rashly without a hearing because our neighbor's name matters, that, that matters to us, that they would have a reputation that is is true and maybe is even positive if, if that certainly is warranted. So, hmm. um, so... Great um, question and answer. From yeah, Q and A one twelve of the Catechism is is a heavy hitter, but um, I think it, it uses just so many phrases that are countercultural and, and hopefully helpful to the listener. So, uh, grace and peace to you as you uh, engage the world as a as a thinker, as a Christian, as yeah. somebody who is um, following Christ, and um, hopefully this podcast will help you do that a little bit better. Yep. We'll see you next week, you guys. Bye.